Welcome back to Going Long on First. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Owen Wilson. Going long on First Country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Uh, you know, never mind. It was fun for a second until you did that. Well, I, I, you know, I, I was just going along with the theme. Sorry. Oh, wow. Going along on first. Wow. That's, that's my own Watson. <laughs> All right. Nice, nice, nice. But yes, yeah, so welcome back. Uh, week 15 recap, a little fastest 60 minutes in sports. We'll do tonight, as always. We'll get our top five A and B. As it stands, and seems to be customary these days, it's just Owen and I. Father of the year, man. You know, can't hold it against him. Uh, You're right, we can't. You know, baby's going to pop any day. Any week, actually. Um, Yeah, I suppose. A couple weeks, so uh, they're, they're, they're prepping and getting ready. So we'll have a... Another little Jeremy Shimko running around. It is a boy this time. Wow, spoiler alert. I don't know. Did he reveal that yet on the pod? I have no idea. I know that announcement was made a long time ago. So <laughs> maybe a future eagle in the making as well. Ooh. Yeah, that's scary to think about. I mean, not not a chance. He's way too short and the genes are just not going to carry over. <laughs> But <laughs> still, the thought yeah. of it. Yes, it's the thought that counts, Owen. Well, they'll need a backup quarterback here, you know, shortly. So yes. Maybe they can work something out. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you know, you got to keep that 30-year succession plan running. It's the only way to do it. That's the Packers way. It is. It is. Uh, but, yes, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Packers are back, so we'll jump into that one. Speaking of the Packers, uh, maybe we'll have a surprise on our top five this week. A team, <laughs> huh? A team that hasn't made the top five in many a weeks. Probably week four, I'd imagine. Week five, somewhere around there. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll get our top five. We'll get Jeremy's top five, I'm sure, as well, regardless. If he pops on or not, we're still hopeful. Uh, we're still holding on that he'll make a second half uh, comeback. But we'll see. Anyways, let's get into the fastest 60 minutes in sports. Let's do it, Seth. Let's. How about we do just that? We do the do? Yeah, let's do the do. You want to know what your record was for the week? Oh, man, I can't wait. I'm not sure you want to hear. That's uh, pretty good, I assume. Five and 11. I'm going to pretend you said 11 and 5, and I'm going to go with that. I got close. I went 9 and 7. I got bullied out of two picks that would have put me at 11 and 5. As I was just complaining to you pre pod, I let Mr. 
Eagles fan himself bullied me out of picking the Bears for one time in my life. And then he goes and gets six wins just to spite me. So, really suspect week of picking. Pickens, it sounds like it. Sounds like it. Across the board, I felt great about the board. But I would say, you know, surprises. I it's It was a very up and down weekend of football. Some are saying it was the greatest of all time. I'm not going that far. However, you may, you know, football, football, World Cup game. That was the greatest football game I ever watched. So I guess you can count that. Greatest football weekend. Yes, there was a lot of close games, Owen, as you're speaking to. Packers victory over the Rams as we jump into this was the largest margin of victory all weekend. 12 points. Largest margin of victory. Didn't realize that. Yep. A little little fun fact for you there, Owen, just to prep the trivia brain. Huh. Uh, So, yeah, that speaks to we had a lot of close games. Um, You know, you mentioned the Eagles. We juiced the Eagles. Uh, Bears and Justin Fields. Justin Fields is putting himself in some legitimate category i think he he's um answering a lot of questions i how are you feeling about justin fields you know what hold that hold that we'll see if jeremy gets on i don't want to jump into that game because then it's we're getting sidetracked we'll save that game for later just to see if jeremy is able to pop on correct uh for a little eagles recap we don't want to do that without our eagles genius or I don't, um, whatever we want to call him i don't know inside insider you know self-proclaimed insider. self-proclaimed i like that that's that's a good title it's a good title anyways let's jump to this monday night game packers rams 24 12 jumping in hot packers keep their playoff slim playoff hopes alive but it's still there and the rams obviously officially eliminated from the playoffs after winning the Super Bowl last year. And the Rams season is officially over with three weeks left. Four, three weeks left in the season. I think it was officially over, you know, when Matt Stafford bruised his spinal cord. It might have been even before that, maybe even when Cooper Cup yeah. out for yep. the year. Yeah. So that's the Rams. That's the Rams for you. Not a lot of that Baker Mayfield magic traveled to Lambeau on Monday, did it? Did it? Uh, not at all. I think they had about one or two drives that looked good. Uh, other than that, um, yeah, Packers defense shut them down. Maybe this is what the Packers defense needed is to kind of you know get them moving in the right direction. They looked very good. Cam Akers was the one guy that kind of put some. A, a little bit of a beating on them, but uh, Packers run defense hasn't been great. But they still held him in check. Um, and obviously Baker, you know, had the one pick. He was sacked five times. So Preston Smith maybe had his best game of the year last I night. I can um, he was in his face. Quay Walker had an impressive sack, um, forced a fumble. You know, the Rams got it back, but he was in Baker's face too. I would say this was the Quay Walker game, uh, probably his best game so far. And he's had a couple good ones, a lot of like up and down, you know, week to week as we go. But he, yes. he definitely played at 
just with elite speed. That dude was a dart. Darting through the line. I am becoming more of a fan. Each week I'm becoming more and more of a fan of Koi Walker. How couldn't you? I mean, even then, the other first rounder did pretty good too. I think Devontae Wyatt, again, slowly getting his his snaps in, but everything is. is meaningful. Yep. He had a sack as well, a little combo sack. Um, all in all, a very good performance by the defense. I don't know if you noticed this, Owen. I I was I kind of noticed it, but I saw the stat line after the game. I think Darnell Savage played one defensive snap last night. No shit. Wow. That is almost alarming. <laughs> How does that make you I, feel? I didn't think about him at all. Probably exactly. I didn't, I didn't see him. Yeah. But I didn't even think that he was off the field. Now, Rudy Ford did have, you know, started off the game with a bad penalty. Yes. So there was a little bit of that, but I did not think about in the absence of Savage. Oh, where's Savage on this play? We need him in the game. Nope. Not a, not a bit. Not a bit, Seth. Yeah. It just um because the show last couple of weeks has been a transition for the defense because they've went to more players like Rudy Ford, Nixon, Kashan, Nixon, Case, Case, Kasan, what is it? Keyshawn. I think it's just Keyshawn. Keyshawn. Alrighty then. Keyshawn Nixon. Our returner extraordinaire. Jeremy talks about his <laughs> goat returner on Madden. We might have the real life goat returner right now. Three weeks in a row. With 50-plus yard kick returns. Yes. That feels like you have Devin Hester, right? Those are Devin Hester numbers. Those Devin are Hester, Dante Hall. Cordero kind of Patterson. Yes. yes. Um, maybe there's a couple guys in the league right now. But, uh, yeah, that, it's just so foreign to a Green Bay fan <laughs> that it feels, you know, overwhelming almost. Uh, um, yeah. It's it's great to see. It's great to not have to watch Amari Rogers back there and worry about if he's going to catch the ball. Is he going to fumble after he catches? Like, you know, can he at least get to the 20? We don't have to worry about that. Just there's about three different things um, that have went wrong this year that you could just be like, you could sit back and you could pretend the Packers would be like 11 and four right now. Had those things not happened. There's at least maybe Keish- eight and six. Keyshawn Nixon returning instead of Rogers. To think of those five muffed punts that don't take place. Um there is the uh what if Christian Watson catches that first play of the season against the Vikings? Yep. How many games do the Packers win because of it? Just because they have a, a number one receiver with confidence. Watson stays healthy and stays on the field. For sure. I mean, if you think about it, he's only played in a handful of games because he missed five to six weeks. Correct. Uh, and then he came back with a vengeance. And then the other scenario was where would they be if they had stuck with Zach Tom and Yash Nyman over Royce Newman and Jake Hansen? Yes. <laughs> that one hurts a little bit because that yeah, one was right in front of you. 
this team definitely is by far and away. I don't want to say way better, like a completely different team, but it, it, yeah, it makes you wonder like if this is the team they had from the very get go, what a difference this year would be. Yeah. Yes. I mean, coming on way too late and likely not making the playoffs. However, I think they went from like a 0.08 to a 12% chance. Don't say that. That's still there. It's still there. Plus, you know, 12% now. We operate under the assumption that, like, yes, they have to win out. Then they have a chance for the playoffs. So if they do win out, considering all the other things that can happen outside of that, it's it's in, it's over 50%. Yeah, I was going to say, if they win out, if their record is 9-8, and eight, yeah, it's like 55-60% they make the playoffs. So, if they win out. Which is better odds than it should be for a team as, you know, that loss of the giants to really kick off a miserable streak yeah that started it london i hope they never go back i'd be fine with it yeah they got their one they got their one packer game okay leave us alone (laughs) anyways um jump back jump jump me back to this game any anything else to mention otherwise uh we'll keep it moving we're gonna try to get through as many games tonight as possible, ladies True. and gentlemen. The run, I mean, the run game. Everything ran through the run game. It was great. Um, AJ Dillon already back. cleared from concussion. Cleared. That's good. He's back. He's he'll be ready for Miami, which we'll need him. Yeah, not you know, it, it's December. AJ Dillon is definitely a thing, but usually in the cold, not the not the seventy degree. <laughs> not Miami. Miami. They're gonna have on Sunday, Christmas evening, or the three thirty slot. Christmas afternoon, yes. There you go. Um, but this was a game that it just needed to happen this way. It probably could have been easily could have been like thirty four, you know, thirty four yep. to twelve. Um, there was the big Jones fumble, and then they kneeled at the one. Like Packers, the Rogers like, pick. They were driving on that one. Packers were firmly in control of this game, and it, it was oh, good 100%. to see. It was good yep. to see. Right when the game started, I was like, please just give me one like convincing win so I don't have to, you know, feel bad about myself yep. on a Monday afternoon. But here <laughs> we are. Good vibes only, positive vibes going into the rest of the games. Look, Seth, if you want to put the Green Bay Packers on your top five, I'm not I'm not gonna stop you. Okay. And uh only the podcast rankings will tell you. Where they really belong. That's but it's true. up to you to decide. That is true. Otherwise, I'm done. Go All pack. right. Go pack. Go. Let's move on to Saturday. Talking about Miami. Speaking of Miami and the Dolphins. Transition, huh? Look at what? that. That's a beautiful transition. Okay. All right. All right. We'll get to the other one after. But yes, Miami Dolphins. Yeah. This was the, this was the better this was the best game out of all three on Saturday. <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, you don't think so? You're not like you're not wrong, but I mean, the storyline just wasn't there. That's all. It it well it wasn't it wasn't okay. Talking about this game, were you were you more more uh, enthused by the game or the snowballs? Because. <laughs> 
cameramen and players alike were getting pelted the entire game. Well, I well, I, I was reading and I and I assumed uh, they were more like ice balls than snowballs. That was Mike McDaniel's uh, point. Uh, and those hurt. Those hurt. Yeah, yeah. That's something you tell small children to not throw, um, <laughs> and not grown ass adults. Yeah, especially a stadium full of them. And the Bills especially were keen on that, too, because uh, they were going to get penalized. They were going to start getting penalized that the fans kept throwing snowballs on the field. I don't know if you, I don't know Which if you would be a, even a, a first that. for that. I don't think – honestly, to me, I don't think you can even do that. I think it was just something they said to, like, threaten. Scare them. You know what I mean? To, like, scare them off. Flag, uh, 15-yard penalty on the fans. Unsportsmanlike conduct. This is their first warning. <laughs> what are you going to kick them all out? Is this COVID year again? Empty stadium. Then you, then you got the ref in the middle of the field having just a full stadium throw snowball. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, that'd be a great picture. Yeah, but um, ended up being you're you're right. You're completely right. Ended up being a great game in the snow. Yes, it was. Yeah, a, a very much back and forth game. Obviously, the Bills. Send it off with the W. Tyler Bass kicking it in the snow. Uh, Adam Vinatieri-esque of what, 2001, 02, whatever it may be. The Raiders game. Also reminds me of uh, Sebastian Janikowski kicking in the snow too. So. Um, Which one was that? Yeah, I guess. That, was Ra- that was Raiders Patriots. Seabass had a couple kicks, but Vinatieri Jan- sent. Janikowski kicked in that game? Yeah, Sebastian Janikowski. Way back then? Am I thinking of the wrong? No. Who's the Raiders kicker? Now we got it. That is Janikowski. I just didn't think, is he that old? Oh, yeah. He kicked in the early 2000s. Fairly certain yeah. of that. I have to, I have to, I have to look now. You I, got I really fact check me, but I'm fairly certain. Yeah, he, 2000 NFL draft by the Raiders. Yep. Yeah, he, he kicked for almost 20 years. I think he retired in 17, 18. Wow. He's one of my all-time favorite players. Big old beer gut. What is he, Russian? Polish? <laughs> uh, Polish. Something. Yeah. He's Polish. Yeah, I, I loved that guy. Great that interview. Guy. You get It's a rare interview, but it's a great interview. <laughs> I think it was just the bald head and the way he looked and just yeah, exactly. The 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 beer gut, the fat beer gut, probably yeah. full of Polish sausage and, and and beer. But he he could kick it a mile and a half and he was lefty. He was a lefty, Owen. That truly was, yes. That was the way. Not many of those around. No. Nope. Are there are there any more around? Lefty kickers? Yeah. I don't think so, actually. They're I a think dying breed. I think uh there's a couple lefty punters in the league. There's more than I there's more than I thought. I've I, as I've watched games right. and different teams, I've noticed more and more lefty punters. Right. Um but lefty kickers, I think Sebastian Janikowski was the last one. David Akers is another one that I'm thinking of. Not many out there. No. No, which there is isn't. Uh, which is too bad. Which is too bad. And they boy do they look good in the snow. Just as Tyler Bass did, even though he's a righty. Correct. Correct. 
anyways, yes, a very much a back and forth game. Um, you know, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill did their did their business. Um, you know, J- Josh Allen did his it. This was a game that we figured this game would be like. Josh Allen once again to me cementing some legitimate MVP candidacy with what he did. Huge, huge touchdown game for him. Four TDs in the air. Almost 80 yards on the ground. Dawson Knox comes out of nowhere. Has a big game as well. Probably first first game of the year. But thank you, Josh Allen. Got me to the got me to the ship. You're playing for the ship, huh? I'm playing for the ship. First time ever, Owen. Believe it or not, in my I don't know, 12, 12 year professional fantasy football career. 13 years, however long it's been. I've never won it. Your fantasy football management career is nearly a teenager, and you have never won one championship. I'm like the the Eagles of 2017. Usually people quit with that kind of track record, so <laughs> you know, Owen, I've come I've come close a few times. Okay, all right, all right. All right. I'm just looking for the one and then maybe I'll retire. I'm just looking for the one. Right off into that sunset. Um, not that it even needs to be said. But yes, you're right. Josh Allen, I mean, this was his comeback. Uh that third quarter was pretty horrendous. I think everything was going wrong. Uh, yes and then once you know it a touchdown or two later and a field goal to win yep um yeah i mean that was great that was playoff energy written all over. oh yeah yep 100 percent. we need the buffalo bills you know ideally they get the two seed and then uh whoever gets the one seed loses immediately so we get a buffalo home game three weeks in a row in the playoffs. That'd be pretty sweet. As much chances as we can for snow, nighttime, prime time. That's, that's the move right there. Um, Even, you know, we're not going to get it with Lambeau. Lambeau won't be making an appearance in the playoffs, unfortunately. Um, Yeah. Sadly enough, you're right. I think Lambeau has been ruled out of the playoffs, Um, (laughs) but that kind of Super Bowl. No, not quite. That kind of energy is like peak winter football, right? Buffalo is as close as it comes, I think. I can't think of any others that come close to that kind of like nighttime, in the snow, big game, playoff, you know what I mean? Uh, I think New England wouldn't be one, but I don't. Uh, also, yeah. I also don't sure. think they're – they're going to be – even if they make the playoffs, they're not going to be hosting. Not much games. hope for that. Yeah, I wouldn't say. Yes. So, uh, Buffalo has the best shot. I guess Philly's outside. Close Philly enough. is, yes. Yeah. I guess that'd be next Next best thing. I don't know how much snow they get there, though. I don't either. I mean, I'm not a Philly weatherman, so can't say. It's Jan- January in the Northeast. Can't be that bad. Correct. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, big game next week. Obviously, Miami, Green Bay. You know, Miami's fighting for their playoff hopes. Same with Green Bay. While um, Buffalo is still fighting for a one seed. A one seed. 
Buffalo is, yes. Um, Miami, on the Miami side, I think Tua, Tua looked much improved, wouldn't you say? He did, yeah. From last week, yes, 100%. Past couple um, weeks. And, uh, yes. But you know they weren't going to be able to hold that offense down that long. Like, this offense is too good. Yes, they had a couple weeks they struggled. But to, to me, you know, you got guys like Waddle, Hill, Raheem Mostert had a big game out of the backfield yes. for them. Yes, he did. Um, You're not going to be – there's too many weapons for them to hold, for any defense to hold them down that long. And if two yeah. is on, if two is on, if we got a little two and on, we're golden. They could, they could score 60 on any given day if all th- cylinders are firing. Is that what they, they say? could. Cool. Yep. Absolutely. So what I think about the Dolphins, which is why it scares me that this is the time that my team has to play in in a do or die <laughs> match. Um, yep. Yep. But uh, it'll be interesting. They could easily, they're, they're very volatile. They're a volatile team scoring wise. You have to put up points against them. Packers are going to put up points against them. However, they could shit the bed every other week at the same time, just because yes. they're very, they're home run hitters. That's kind of uh, how the NFL has been this year, really, though. True. Yes. It, re- uh, it really true. is. It really is an any given Sunday type of year. More so than any other that I've known in my lifetime. Yeah. Yep. All right. Anything else to add? We'll keep her moving. Bills are elite, and Miami's still pretty good. <laughs> good deal. Uh, I think we can run through this next game fairly quickly, and it's not the game you're thinking of. I'm looking at our Saturday afternoon, Browns-Ravens. Okay. Uh, not a uh, not a um, pretty much the opposite of what the Bills and Dolphins delivered. Uh, Browns and Ravens did not. 13-3, to Browns win. Uh, Ravens offense looked non-existent without Lamar Jackson, which <laughs> yeah. we weren't too surprised by that. And um, Cleveland's offense did enough. Deshaun Watson still looking rusty. Looking like he's missed two years of football almost. Yeah, that's the thing, though, is that uh, Baltimore just didn't have anything to they, they didn't have to score that much to really take this game back. and uh, They ran the ball. They ran the ball quite efficiently, actually. 198 yards to the team. Um, but there was just nothing nothing positive in the passing game. No, not, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. And um, Browns are in trouble. Or Brown, Ravens are in trouble now. They lost that division lead. Uh, and Bengals are looking to be one of the hottest teams in the league. So Ravens are, after dominating this division for most of the year, uh, looking up. And the Browns are not out of the playoff picture yet, Owen. Really? Oh, can't believe you just said that. They're they're in a very similar boat as to the to the Packers. They're also 6-8. and eight. They went out. They get a little help. They could be that seventh seed at 9-8. I feel like, and I don't know what the wild card, what the in the hunt situation is for the AFC as much as I do the NFC. 
I'm not sure what the chances are. I'm but not it either. Feels cause... like to get the seventh seed in the AFC with a nine and eight record, you're gonna be hoping for a Christmas miracle. But that's just me. Well, currently your three wild card teams are the Dolphins at eight and six, Baltimore down at five, and the Chargers at eight and six. So, like I said, they would need some help, but they are still very much in it. And a very competitive AFC East division. They're going to be beating up on each other these last couple weeks, so you never know. Deshaun Watson traveling to Kansas City is really the playoff matchup we all wanted and needed, isn't it? Uh, All along. Set up by the NFL after all of this. Gross. Just gross. Um, I, I my question to you is, uh, we don't know how long Lamar is going to be out, but are the Ravens in a little bit of trouble? I mean, trouble, sure, yeah. Um, but I guess the the only hope you can kind of fall back on is that Lamar comes back and everything's fine again. At least in your, at least mentally, it would be. Um, but. You don't get much worse in the passing game than it's coming right now, and there's so it's like, and then you put you insert your MVP candidate back into that offense. Um, they become the team. Uh, they become a nine and five team again because right now this isn't a playoff team. But Lamar is coming back here in the next week or two. I, I yes, assuredly so. And uh, I don't. I still think the Bengals take the division, but uh, I feel like they got to lock up a playoff spot here next week. I yeah probably do officially. They yeah, do win it. Um, I'm sure they will at ten and five. Yeah, they play Atlanta next week on um another Saturday game. Two two in a row for the Ravens. Oh, and um and then they go to Pittsburgh or host Pittsburgh, and then they end in Cincinnati, which still could decide the division. Seeing how Cincinnati, but uh, if Lamar's out for another week or two, that's going to drastically change things for that team. All right, anything else to add, or we'll we'll keep her moving. Keep her moving. Oh, righty then. I suppose it's time we can do it. The game everybody was talking about on Saturday and even Sunday morning, even Monday morning. Yeah, pretty much. Our noon game on Saturday, the Vikings and the Colts. I think everybody knows what happened in this game. Uh, Colts won the first half. With a score of 33 to nothing. And then the Vikings won the second half with a score of 39 to 3. So. Just an embarrassing stat line for both sides, really. It. I, I don't even know what to make of this game. I don't know how to explain this game. <laughs> I just, this. Yeah. I, I um, really don't. My my opinion of the Vikings hasn't changed. It almost has maybe more locked Solidified. into what. Yes. Are you gonna walk it back to the, just the F word, or are you gonna you're gonna stay fraudulent? Um, 
They are 100% fraudulent. Ooh. I said it all. So I'll say it again, too. It's almost as if, the, like, the Vikings planned this, or maybe the NFL scriptwriters did. But they're just like, they knew, they knew, you know, at, we especially were talking about hanging the big F word on the Vikings. And then they start that game out 33 and L. Then everyone, you know, you know, you probably had Seth, you probably had Seth all across the world going, Vikings suck. I told you this is not a good team. They don't deserve their record. Boom, halftime hits. Patrick Peterson comes out and says, Hey guys, you just need five touchdowns. That's nothing. That's what he says, right? Yep. Sure enough. 39 to 6. Just like that. Or three. 39 to 3. 39 to 3. Yep. Colt scored a lone field goal in the oh. second half. I it just took um, all it took all of overtime too for the Vikings final. to win this game. I yeah. thought it, I really thought it was ending in a tie. There, I really did. It took every last second of a game of an official game for the Vikings to win this. Yep. Against a not great team. Without I also I do think this. I, I know the first half didn't matter. Uh, but I think the second half definitely would have changed. Um, but they didn't have Jonathan Taylor for a majority of this game. He went out in the right. first quarter. Um, I think if they have Jonathan Taylor for an entire game, they probably just run the ball in the second half and cruise to a W, but they weren't able to do that. Zach Moss had a couple of, you know, he, he had a, a solid game, but he's not Jonathan Taylor. Huh. Fooled me. Yeah, I know. Look just the same out there on Saturday. They uh, gave it to him enough times, but maybe not enough in the second half. Uh, that was yeah. kind of crazy to me. Honestly, 33 to nothing at halftime, you probably could have just ran it every single play and just suffocated them that way. You could have, and they should have, but they didn't. And uh, once yeah. again, Matt Ryan – they put up 36 points, but Matt Ryan didn't look great doing it. I think I, he's another one and done for Indy. I feel bad for Indy, uh, but I, I don't see him lasting. No, no. Man, why would you? Let the man retire. Yeah, he, he, needs, he looks. We, we talk about these quarterbacks that look cooked. Uh, he, he is 100% cooked. Right. I mean, this Colts season... Is cooked. This cold season just needs to end. It really does. A season uh, from hell. Owen, does this does this game change your 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 thoughts opinions on the Vikings? No, because uh, no, I'm it, it firmly plants me right on the fence <laughs> with this team. Okay. I've got as solid a footing on that fence as I ever have. That's what I would say. <clears throat> I, I read one one thing, I think it was today earlier. They were like, you can call them frauds, you can or you can call them pretenders, you can call them contenders, just don't call them boring. Sounds like a little Dan Hanzus action. It was. It was <laughs> indeed. Yeah. So 
that's the man. That's the man right there. Um, and I think Vikings fans would rather call them boring than what they're getting. Maybe not. You know, there's enough wins in there. I just um, I just don't know what to think. Like, I would be – I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. If the Packers were down 33 to nothing and they came back 139 to 6 – or 39 to 36, I would uh, be equally as – like, I would enjoy the win, but I would be almost equally as frustrated. You know what I mean? You're not a, wrong. I would 100 percent enjoy that. There would be a cloud that. over that that actual win and what that actually means. Yeah, there would be a lot of. It, it, yeah, it wouldn't feel good. It wouldn't feel good. It's so like, yes, yeah, so you're right. You got to enjoy it in the moment, but oof. It's like good comeback. Way to do your jobs for half of your workday. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. You worked four out four hours today very well, but you didn't show up till noon. So, um, I don't know what to tell you. It's uh just really. I mean, if this was the Lions, they if the Lions were up thirty three to nothing at half, you know, it would not have ended. I, <laughs> I, I just it took a very bad. Colts team to give this game away to the Vikings for them to get it. Hundred percent for sure. Yeah. I, I I still I just firmly believe that the Vikings can beat up on these bad teams and they have, but when they played legitimate contenders, they've lo- they haven't looked they don't look the same. Eagles, Cowboys, and uh Previously, Lions. who was it? Lions. Yes, of course. So, well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, who is it this week? Uh, the, the Giants. Giants. The Giants. You know, that's a playoff team. Like it is. Uh, they kind of feel like they're in the same boat as the Vikings almost. You think so? You know, it, I was definitely on the, the Giant bandwagon earlier this year. You certainly were. Um, and you know what? Well, let's jump into that game, shall we? We let's shall. jump. Let's jump to Sunday night because I uh, firmly believe that we won't get through all these games, but uh, <laughs> we'll get through as uh, many as possible. But let's yeah. let's go to Sunday night. This was a big game for both of these teams and for a few NFC teams out there, namely the Seahawks who lost, the Lions. And the Packers, who are the top three teams behind these two teams, you got eight, nine, and ten. I believe Seattle's eight, Lions are nine, and Packers are ten. They were right right. behind these two teams. So this was a big Sunday game. And uh, I almost thought this was going to be another 20-20 to tie, Owen. You're ready for it to be. Uh, Did you watch any of this game? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, uh, Washington was going down to score at the end of the game. And, uh, yeah. you know, there's a couple chances that looked like they were going to score. And then, of course, that whole fourth down and PI, non-PI was just part of the the controversial ref 
play this weekend. A lot of it. Uh, that just added to it. And then, of the course, ref, the ter- the ref play. I don't even it? know what, what you call it. Uh, and then, of course, the Terry McLaurin play earlier. Um, but I thought this was going to be a 20-20 to 20 tie going into overtime. But, of course, Washington is not able to score. Giants take it. And, you know, unless they totally collapse, they're most likely going to be in the playoffs. It's unfortunate. It really is because they don't, they're not a playoff team. They're not good. Um, they're just not good, Seth. I don't care if you're still in the bandwagon or not. I'm not so much anymore. Saquon Barkley is good. That much is for sure. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, I think, is presenting himself as. Kayvon some... Thibodeau has become good all of a sudden. Um, and yeah, I mean, those calls on the commanders were not good, or those no calls, rather. Correct. Um, well, the one on Terry McLaurin, the call, a, the ridiculous call. There was a lot of officiating to be questioned this weekend. This game had the most of it. Um, so really, so, the Terry McLaurin call. So obviously, if you're not familiar, he points, put he gets down the line, he points to the ref. Ref says, "Scoot up a bit." Points at him again. Seemingly, at least Terry McLaurin says. Ref says you're good. Play starts. Ref throws the flag. Um, was it a legal formation? Yep. Legal formation. Yeah. Uh, you know, McLaurin is not stoked about that and flamed the ref over post game comments. It had to be, it was 100% miscommunication. Like, there's no chance that the ref said, hey, you're good. You know what I mean? Then throws the flag. You know, some people might. Be inclined to believe that. Some of those script writers, as you say. NFL script writers. There are script writers. That is true. They're just going to be like, yes, that's right. This is one big prank on Terry McLaurin. So you're like, no, you never never said that. Um, Shit, man. I I think the commanders are a better team still, but uh, they did not play without their faults. Um, Did you see the post-game comments by Rivera that uh, they might go back to Wentz? Why would you? I don't know. I I think if they lose next week, I don't know who they play next week. Um, But I I think if they lose and the offense doesn't look good again, that they might go back to Wentz for the last two weeks of the season to maybe – Try to get the little uh, little Hail Mary there. Because Heineke didn't look great. He didn't look terrible, but he didn't look great. And the offense was pretty stagnant. You know, they only put up 12 points. Not great numbers. And, and like we said, there was a couple factors that, that went into that. But still, regardless, offense was not uh, sustaining anything throughout the game. Very much a defensive battle, but also two teams that just played each other a couple weeks ago, so pretty familiar. This is true. With with who they are. So. This is true, and uh, while watching, I certainly had my left hand up because we are the commanders. And we lost. And, uh, and then I put that left hand down because I'm forfeiting my, uh, my membership as a commander. I'm no longer... <laughs> 
part of the communist group of Washington, <laughs> D.C., um, the Communist Party. I uh, ride or die. I need to see them lose. Um, so why not put Carson Wentz in there? Just lose a few more games for, for us, Ron Rivera. Thank you very much. Let's uh I guess the I guess the Giants are gonna be in the playoffs. That's that means Seth, they're gonna be traveling to Minnesota or San Francisco wild card weekend. So well this might this might just be a preview matchup of that wild card weekend game traveling to Minnesota for the Giants. Do they get stopped? Do you expect the Vikings to stop them? Uh no, I no. You you expect a good game. I do. I really do. Do you not? I just, as much as you can say about the Vikings, I still think they all class the Giants. Uh, we'll see, I guess. We'll see. All right. all right. We'll see. Fine. I'm not so sure about that, my friend. Au contraire. I'm not so sure. All right. Uh, should we keep her moving? Yes. We're, we're running low-ish on time, and I want to try to get through. There's a couple other games that I want to jump at. Sure. So, um, let's see. Ah, where do I want to go next? Where, oh, where? Let's do this. This is a game I want to go to just because it makes me feel good about myself. Does it? Huh. Cincinnati, Tampa, Owen. Oh, yes. The meltdown of the century. Meltdown of the century. Not quite. Well, I guess not quite. The meltdown of the century was, in fact, 24 hours before this game. It was. Uh, It was Brady's largest meltdown. Yes. So. Yes, must be. I believe. Yeah, I believe this is the first time he's lost. If I read it right, first time he's lost with having a 17-point lead at half. I read that as well. So, um, uh, yeah, I, this game this game was interesting. It really was. Um, kind of made me wonder if maybe Tampa maybe was going to find a groove. And, uh, you know, Tom Brady being who he is and still having the weapons that he does. Maybe they were gonna find a little bit of that magic and um you know make this a game or you know make this a season for them and then second half poof completely different story. And Quite Joe Burrow and that offense lit it up in the second half. Thanks to a multitude of turnovers by Tampa, a couple picks by Brady, there's a couple fumbles. Gave Joe Burrow and that offense very short field to work with. You know, they had less than 300 yards of offense, the Bengals did. Uh, 237 to be exact. Tampa had 400. <laughs> but four turnovers, like I said, four by turnovers. Tampa. Right. Killed them. Absolutely killed them. And um, the, if they would have won this game, they probably would have locked up the division. But they lost. Carol- Carolina win? I'm trying to remember now. Ooh, good question. No, they lost to Pittsburgh. 
Yes, you're right. In a close game. But New Orleans won and is still very much within the division. And and so is Carolina, really, because they're five and nine. Can you believe yes. that? You have Tampa Bay at six and eight, and then Atlanta, New Orleans, Carolina, all at five and nine. All teams still could take the division. It's terrible. It truly is. You could have a eight and nine team. Would that be the first time ever a losing team, a losing record, wins a division? It's a great question. I am because sure. I know there was a, a few years back where I think like a team was eight and eight or nine and seven that won it. I think it was in the NFC East. Washington. Was Washington something like yep. that? Yeah. Uh, I I just don't remember unless you go way back. I don't remember a, a team with a losing record winning a division, which is yeah, absolutely like you said, absolutely terrible. And I think Washington hosted Tampa Bay that year. Tampa Bay on their way to the Super Bowl. Huh. And believe it or not, Packers are in the NFC South, Owen. They're division leaders right now. Huh. Yeah, they would be, wouldn't they? Huh. That sucks. <laughs> Tough bill to swallow Freaking I don't know if that makes you feel better or worse, but uh, just, just to point it out there. Not great. Not great, but we'll deal. Uh, um, anyways, um, does the does the fake punt run count as a turnover? Because I think they picked it up, but it was fourth down. I'm not actually sure that counts as an official turnover, which would make it a fiver if you included that one. Uh... I don't know that I don't think they do. It's a turnover on downs, but not the same. So it doesn't count as a turnover, which essentially it was like, it was a very bad, embarrassing play who seem the one guy that's going to run the fake punt is the only guy in the field on the team that doesn't know it's a fake punt. Right. That's Giovanni Bernard. Got caught Bernard, in a spot there. Bernard Raymond. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. I had to say Giovanni it. Bernard Raymond. <laughs> uh did you see the, the whole post game thing? Obviously, that was ah, yeah. Did you see that? That was yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about it. It feels like that was blown out of proportion. Big time. Big time. Yep. Um just a just a viral video of a bunch of reporters seeming like they're harassing Giovanni Bernard. The dude should have stayed out, you know, stayed and answered a couple questions. He answered the question. He did. He did. Finally, I mean, but he was, wh- he was he was leaving. Just answer a question or two. It's fine. But those reporters also came out looking really bad and just like, why would we talk to you? You were injured all year. Or something like that. Are we talking to you now? Yeah, because you fucked up. I don't know. It's like, yeah, I, I mean, don't know why she she shouldn't have ever posted the video because she just no. looks really bad in it. That report. Well, she's she's trying to you know make herself the victim of it. But it was like, yeah, that's no one's buying that. No, nobody was. And what do you expect as well? Like Giovanni, yeah, he's probably pretty emotional after the game, and because you know he had a he had a big screw up, a, a big mistake. Um, you know, potentially cost him the game, or yeah. you know, was a deciding factor in the game. What do you expect? What do you expect? Exactly. 
Um, but anyway, Cincinnati, you know, is flipping the ball to to Cincinnati real quick. That that offense is humming. At least passing wise, you know, the rushing attack Bucks have a very good defense. Um, which maybe which is the reason why I thought maybe Tampa was gonna control this game. First half they did, of course. Um, but the offense, you know, with some of those turnovers, found a bit of a groove and uh did what they needed to do. But um think think the short field. Think the short yeah, field. I think exactly. there was multiple series in a row for, for Cincinnati where they started at like the 40 yard line of Tampa. And that's, that's just easy pickings then. Yep. Three scoring drives where they had less than 40 yards to go at the start of the drive. So not good, not good, especially with a team like the Bengals. Like, of course they were going to come back. If you're going to give them that, um, I just Bengals are crazy good. They didn't they did give up. Well, I didn't I don't even know if they played like that horribly in the first half. It really was just like a the Buccaneers seemingly waking up into into their playoff Super Bowl form, but uh quickly just fell right back down. Yeah, hundred percent. All right. Owen, we got just a little bit of time left, maybe a couple more games. Anywhere you want to go, I have a couple games in mind. Like I said, there's a lot of close games this week. Um, I feel like it has to be – I mean, you could really go a lot of ways. Well, I mean, you just touch touch on some the major ones. Like, what in the hell was Jacoby Myers doing at the end of the Patriots-Raiders game? Of course. (laughs) Like, that was the big play where, it, you know, one of the worst plays you'll ever see. Yes. Clear mental mistake. But and a, and a play guy. that will define the Patriots' season, most likely. And poor yeah. Mac Jones just got ran over like a Mack truck. <laughs> well, Chandler Jones with the, the ugliest stiff arm of all time to Mac Jones. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Uh, uh, if we want to touch on this game real quick, Mac Jones yeah. looked not good. Not either. good, huh? Not a Mac Jones guy this week. Uh, no, I don't know if I, – I didn't really watch too much of this game. But I'm looking at the official stat line and some of the things I caught. I mean, his numbers, if you're looking at his numbers. Yes. He was yep. 13 for 31. Yeah. 112 yards doesn't do it for you, Seth? Uh no, but Ramondre Stevenson sure looked good. Yeah, he had almost he had almost two hundred himself on the ground. You know, except for like initiating a lateral play and and as time expired in a tie game, yeah, of course he did very good. Well, I, that's what you do in that moment. Not really. No, you you. There's so many. You're telling me you don't do that 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 hook and ladder Not stuff. Not in a tie and... game. Because of that. That's why you don't do it. Because of oh. shit like that. Shit like well, that. when has that ever happened before? Uh, never, because no one's lateraling in a tie game. <laughs> we play to win the game, Owen. We play to win the game. You can't win the game if you lost before you got to overtime. I mean, it was very clearly like it was a mental block from Jacoby Myers, and it sucks for him, but 
Uh, don't do that. And then Razul Douglas almost does that. I was about to say I was ready to to I was ready to sprint to re- Lambeau Field last <laughs> night just because of that play. Yeah. Just and even it. I don't know if you saw it. They even asked Christian Watson about it in the post game. You know, they were like, hey, you know, after what happened Sunday and the Patriots and blah, blah, blah. And then you see Razul Douglas do it. And he's like, well, I'm sure the coaches will talk to him after the game. Uh, but luckily, yeah. we were able to jump on it. But he just, Razul just chucks it like he's falling to the ground and he just decides to chuck it 15 yards behind him. What are you doing? He got spun around and I just don't understand if he. He's trying to make a play, clearly, obviously. Right. But um, he got spun around 360 and thought he could just drop the ball in someone's hands right next to him and instead just sputters and you lose 15 yards before Amos picks it up. But, you know, we'll live. We'll forget. This one was the worst possible outcome for a play like that. (laughs) That is for sure. It was a great pass right to Chandler Jones. Uh, that was poster board material by Chandler Jones as well. Yeah, really. Yeah, put him on a poster. That's right. That is correct. Otherwise, the game, who cares? Because, you know, Raiders are fully out. Uh, not fully out. They kept nah, their, their slim play. I, like I said, you know, they're a 6-8 and eight team. There's a very outside shot. I'm just saying they're not mathematically eliminated. And when there's a chance, Owen, you're telling me there's a chance. That's so all you're I'm saying. saying there's a chance. Uh, all right, let's hop over to another very close game. Kansas City Chiefs, Houston Texans, as we uh, maybe wrap this up, maybe not. Um, as Owen steps away for just one minute, I'll spearhead this. We've got uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Houston Texans. Um, a Houston, Houston is playing teams tough right now. Houston is playing teams very tough. Uh, they nearly beat Dallas a week ago, and they nearly beat the Chiefs as well. Uh, obviously, 30-24, Chiefs edge it out in overtime thanks to Mahomes and his magic. Um, you know... Looking at this MVP thing, obviously your top three are Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts. To me, it's either Allen or Mahomes, just what they do on a week-to-week basis. And and you look at the MVP award, not to get distracted here, but you look at the MVP award and you, you think about, you know, what defines an MVP. And to me, like, you take Josh Allen away from the Bills and that offense, it's nothing. It's nothing close to what it is with Allen. Same with Mahomes. I know Jeremy and myself as well are big, and we all are, Owen too. We're all big on the big red machine, Andy Reid, of course. Uh, But what Mahomes does on a week-to-week basis as well is just insane. And he did it again. You know, he even added a rushing touchdown on Sunday. He threw two through the air, 350 almost, and then one on the ground. Um, uh, t- To me, Mahomes and Allen are, are your top two, and then Hurts is number three. Oh, and I'm glad you came back. I got – I'm talking Texans Chiefs, 
and how Texans have been playing a couple of these good teams very close. And then I got on the Mahomes MVP train. The Mills Mafia MVP train? Oh, that's it. Yes. Got it. Right. Almost. Almost. Not quite, though. I'm familiar with that train. You you and Jeremy about the only two people on that train. <laughs> um, Yeah, I think Jalen Hurt shoulder probably still in the lead for that one nice you're welcome um however if he you know say he gets taken out of the next couple games maybe Mahomes has a couple 300 yard games in a row might just steal that mvp award he has a chance he's on pace to pretty much be neck and neck with dan marie i believe it's dan Dan Marino for most passing yards in a season. Really? He that high his, his current average is like 322, 323, and what he needs to do over these next three games is average like 326. So he's right there to potentially break in that record. Do you know what the record is? Uh, it's It's in the fives, upper fives, I believe. I don't know offhand. He's currently at nearly 4,500 yards. He's first in yards, touchdowns, and total QBR. He's almost like, you know, he's got like the third highest in interceptions, but, you know, it's a separate thing. True. Yeah, they throw, I, they throw the ball a lot as well. That's the, I mean, when you look at it that way, maybe he is just a leader over Hertz right now. Good question. I mean, and plus it's not his fault that his defense let up 24 points. Uh, when we get to our top five, that will reflect that. Oh. I I think there's some legitimate concerns for the, for the Chiefs' defense. And, you know, they have not been a defensive team for, for many, pretty much since Mahomes has been around. They've won via the offense. But – that defense that defense scares me um because they're not really stopping a lot of people right now no no they're not are they and and you look at the bills you look at the Bengals, probably the other top two teams in the afc and they have some legitimate defenses obviously you know bills played an afc you know they played a division opponent who has a very good offense so you know give it up 29 isn't terrible um and nobody thinks that the Bills don't have a top-tier defense. Casey, on the other hand, uh, to me, they're one of the best teams in the league, but legitimate concerns there about that defense. My wonder is if it um, – I'd have to look at it drive for drive, but it's – are they – simply like moving the ball so efficiently that there's just more drives in the game, giving the other team themselves more drives, more chances. That's possible. Um, yep. So, I mean, defense as a defense, you really do need to come out on top of that, especially against the Texans. However, they were also pretty sloppy with it. I think they coughed up two fumbles. They did. Mahomes had one and uh Pacheco. Mr. Pacheco Isaiah himself. Pacheco. Yeah, he's, he's kind of he's become a fun little player to watch. 
For sure. For sure. Best chief ever to wear number 10, huh? <laughs> yes, 100%. Retire. Put yeah, the Chuck I mean, on the back. The Chiefs truly have that, like, offensive efficiency that no one has in the league. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. That, um, so even with these question marks, like, they're sure they're stacking wins, but they're against lesser opponents. They're sloppy as hell with the football all of a sudden. Defense, there's question marks. Um, They're still, like, there's you, – you can't drop them too far out of the rankings now, can you, Seth? Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I'm dropping cool. them to 5B, but uh, they were once my number one team in the league. This was a few weeks back, and uh, they're, I mean, obviously they're not there. I think the Eagles will probably be number one for everybody still. So, all right. We got one more, one more, Owen, one more in the books. Speaking, Wait, speaking of the Eagles. Speaking of the Eagles, sure. Let's end there. No Jeremy for this one, unfortunately, uh, but we'll speak on his behalf and uh, give you all the great inside Eagles knowledge that you don't need to know. <laughs> yeah, we. De- I mean, no one needs to know, really. <laughs> True. All right, we're aware. Uh, Owen, I know you're very upset with this game. I think it was pre-pod that you lashed out against us. I lashed out against you, but truly it was Jeremy's fault. Because um, I had believed in the Bears. For whatever reason, I had an inkling about the Bears. And then there was like a slight question mark that Justin Fields would play. And then Jeremy looking at me sideways and uh, him and his, you know, him and his big doe eyes. I, you know, I couldn't say no to him. I had to pick his Eagles. And here we are. I get, I get spurned for it. Hertz runs for three touchdowns, which is something. That is something, Seth. Is it MVP worthy? Maybe. It is also worthy of uh, hurting, hurting your shoulder. Nice. Nice. <laughs> no, not very. No, not a not a good one this time. Um Bears hung around though. Like I think you said about Justin Fields is like he, he might be a guy. He might just be. Uh yeah, I, I think I really do. I think he is. Um, you know, he's on the development train of uh, you know, a guy like Lamar, a guy like Jalen Hurts, obviously, along that same field, Kyla Murray kind of that same mold of quarterback where, you know, obviously legitimate threat with their legs. But if they can develop a consistent passing game, it's almost impossible to stop, really. And and Justin Fields has been using his legs all year long. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if they could get him some consistent help at weapons, I mean, you look at his receivers – I'm looking at the stat line here. <laughs> Byron Byron Pringle, Cole Komet, EQ, Equinemia St. Brown. We love him, but, you know, he is what he is. Uh, somebody I've never heard of, Simba in, Webster. In Simba Webster. Great name. And Dante Pettis, you know, is some of the people who, who caught passes. Obviously, David Montgomery, best running back in the NFC North, according to Jeremy. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, nobody, nobody is going to look at that and say that that's talent right there. <laughs> no, quite far from it. Uh, no Darnell Moody, no uh, Chase Claypool. And the only two guys that you could kind of consider as starting receivers in the league right now. Um, and then, and then just looking at the receiving on the other side, AJ Brown, Devonte Smith continue to be the dynamic duo. It, uh, yeah. I, I, I think if you look at like their, their season stats, those two, and then it's the drop off between those two and the rest of the team. It's just insane. Doesn't make. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're trying to make out Quez Watkins as like part of the trio. And I'm I, sure he fulfills his role, but there's no question that he's not in the same league. Um, no. <laughs> so I don't know what's up there. Jalen Hurts, you know, ran for three through two picks. There are a couple like there's a lot of runs up the middle right now that I don't think they should be continuing as much. Uh, now that he's hurt, I don't think. Now here's the here's the dilemma, Seth. We got a hurt shoulder for your potentially MVP quarterback. You have three weeks left in the season. You only need to win one to clinch the um, clinch the division slash clinch the number one seed. Well, I guess, yeah, yep, clinch number one seed. Um, but say Hurst doesn't play on Saturday, Saturday, Eagles go and beat the Cowboys, everything's clinched. That means you have three weeks until your first playoff game. You can't be sitting Hurts that whole time, can you? Can you sit Hurts four weeks for? Or do you get you got to play them? You got to play them in these meaningless games, don't you? It might hurt them a little bit if they do. Man, man, sorry, <laughs> sorry, everybody. I uh, Owen started it. I'll just say I that. did, and I continued it, and then you made it worse. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, you're not wrong. Yeah, keeping him out. Um, I don't even. I don't even want to say it anymore. It it does. It does hurt them. It does. Ah, uh, you know, all all joking aside, there. I, it it it. What other word do I use now? That's all I can think of. That's all that's in my brain. Pains, Jalen Pains. Jalen Pains. That's what I'm calling now. Okay, no pain, no gain. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's interesting because they have the Cowboys this week. Yep. Cowboys win. Yeah. They still have a legitimate shot at the division. They, they would need the Eagles, I think, to lose at least one more time, uh, for like some tiebreaker action to go into there. Um, but they haven't ruled them out because so. No, actually. Uh, Cowboys would have to win out. Philly would have, would to, have lose to lose out. out. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Exactly. I I thought Dallas was only like two back or three e- back, but yeah. they're Eagles win one game, they clinch. Yes. Home playoff throughout. 
to clinch the one seed, basically. So they could easily bench Jalen for this game. Uh, man, I don't know. They could. They could keep him out the rest of the year. They play the Saints the week after that. Should be an easy W. And then they play the Giants. And if they beat the Saints, it just don't matter. So maybe, maybe they throw Jalen Hurts in there for the Saints game, lock it up, and then shut him down for the Giants game. And then don't call one single run play for him. Don't even let him scramble. Yeah, no, 100%. Why would you? Right. Why would you? I think yes. I'm on board with that. Yep. Yeah, I think you have to play him a little bit. But uh, All right. it looks like they're not even ruling him out for Saturday. So we'll yeah, see. they haven't they haven't officially ruled him out. I would be surprised. And reports that I've read is p- people would be surprised if he actually does play. So, all right. Anything else on this game? Otherwise, uh, we'll wrap her up. Uh no. Good. Screw the Eagles. Screw the Eagles. Who needs them? Go Pack Go. All right. That is, my friends, the fastest 60 minutes in sports. <clears throat> and that's how we do it on this show. <laughs> do you have a All solid? Right. Do you have a solid top? Top five A and B, Seth? I do. Uh, this was easy for me. This was very easy for me. And uh, I probably have a team too low on my list. I don't think it changes too much from last week. My list. So uh, let me throw out Jeremy's first. Jeremy was uh, Jeremy was kind enough to um, to give us his picks. Are you ready, Owen? Yes. Okay. 5B. Where we start? Um, you know, he, he threw out two lists. Oh, did he? Uh, I, one was, the first one was a, kind of a joke. Um, Better be. He had the Lions on his first one. Yeah, I mean, the joke one you said. Yes. Oh, okay. Because he right. sent, you know, he sends out his emojis that he does. Sure, sure. And and this one had the lions last, and then he's like, "Just kidding," and then he sent out his last two. I mean, you could potentially make a case for like eight or nine. You know what I mean? I I've seen a couple of lists with the with the the lions, yeah, floating right around that five six mark. It's a little high. It's a little. High. I, I agree. Okay, they're one of my first outs, as you'll call it. All right, anyways, five B for him, the Dallas Cowboys, who obviously lost to who they lose to. The Jaguars. Oh yeah, the ja- oh yeah, Dougie Dougie Fresh does Philly another one. He should be named uh, Philly. He should be named the Philadelphia Man of the Year after that. It probably already has been. They already locked him up. 
And then 5A, the Minnesota Vikings. You left them in, huh? Did you have them in last week? Me? Yeah. No, I don't. You didn't last week. Okay. No. All right. And I may or may not this week either. Okay. Uh, In the greatest comeback in NFL history, Vikings win. I think Jeremy had them off last week, and he popped them back in for for that. Probably just had. To. Uh, I can't I can't defend the Vikings very much other than saying Justin Jefferson. Ah, in all honesty, I think there needs to be some some legitimate talk about Justin Jefferson as being MVP as well. Because you yeah. cannot tell me you cannot tell me this offense. And Kirk Cousins would be what they are without Justin Jefferson on that field. The man is putting a Herculean effort out on the field. Um, be interesting to see if he goes the way of Stefan Diggs. He's like, God damn it, I'm out of here. Let me play for a good quarterback. Yeah. It's a little blasphemy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish that on any fan base to have their star player just want to up and leave. I just wouldn't. It's a true it's a true hell and it would take at least half a season for your team to recover. <laughs> Seth. We, He's we become almost our, our our 2022 version of Cooper Cup. Not quite the same, but looking at his stat line, at least the last like six weeks, it, it almost actually almost the entire year, really. Um you know, it's it's almost it's pretty much ten plus catches for hundred plus yards, and uh, he's sprinkled in a few touchdowns as well. So. He's the man; he truly is. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah. Five A, number four, number four. He's got the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, oh. Arrowhead themselves. He's got a bow and arrow. I probably would have tried to find an arrowhead emoji. Is there one? I don't know. But maybe. Maybe that's why he did the bow and arrow. Maybe. Uh, Number three, the Cincinnati Bengals. And number three, eh? Correct. Number two, the... Golden Cups. Or the 49ers, if you can. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> the Golden Cups. That's, I'm just I'm just going off what I'm seeing here, all right? I'm just all the right. delivery boy. And then number one and number two in our hearts, the Buffalo Bills. Which means his true number one is. As we say every week, he's not superstitious. He's just a little superstitious. So, got it. Anyways, yes. And then, yeah, so quick recap. Cowboys, Vikings, Chiefs, Bengals, Niners, Bills. How are you feeling about it? I get it. Uh, but I don't like it. His legitimate list, he leaves the Cowboys off and he leaves the Vikings on. Shouldn't surprise anybody in the entire world. Uh, but 
it almost it doesn't quite match mine, but those are the only two teams. Let me start off. I'll go next. Okay. All right. Sure. I have those two teams flipped. So he's he's pretty much got the Vikings six five B, and the Cowboys seven. I have them flipped. I have my Vikings as the first one out. Cowboys at five B for me. Ten four. Two a couple weeks ago, I I flirted with the idea of Cowboys being number one. Jaguars are making a statement. You know, it, losing to the Jags is not as bad as it sounds anymore. So well said. If you if you lost to the Jags last year, then uh, you're a laughing stock. But <laughs> this year, this year uh, that team is completely different, very different than what it was before. And they have a legitimate shot at the at the division. Uh, and if I remember a few weeks back as well, I think all of us on this podcast this one this one this very one huh uh said that the titans were probably the the closest lock to a division winner oh uh, yeah shoot <laughs> i think i think i said that uh and i do remember saying it and being like oh well duh the vikings but other than that yeah that was a mistake um Shit. Yeah. Well, it's it happens, Owen. Happens to the best of us. (laughs) Okay. What's your number five A? Damn it. The San Francisco Gold Cups. Wow. Or Forty Niners, as they're also known by. That is probably the surprise because I know I. I'm gonna say it again. I'm going to keep saying it. It's the offense. I, 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 at this point in the season, I'm looking at legitimate playoff contenders and legitimate playoff teams as we're getting into the home stretch of the season. I look at the Niners. That defense is easily the best in the league, and it's scary good. And it might be good enough to carry. Rock Purdy to the Super Bowl. It's happened before. I, Mr. Irrelevant, now known as Mr. Irrelevant, come playoff time, we have no idea. And we don't know if Jimmy G will be back. They said maybe a deep playoff run, Jimmy G will be back. So we know that, you know, Brock Purdy is going to be starting wild card weekend. I just right? don't know. Are why. they the two seed? Are they the two seed right now? No, Vikings um, are probably, aren't they? Not quite. I can verify shortly. Niners are ten and four. Vikings are eleven and three. So they are right there, okay, neck and neck. Um, it doesn't matter. They, They're going to play wild card weekend anyways because it's only the one seed now. Well, that's my problem is that the Niners, if the Niners make it to the mm-hmm. NFC Championship, they will have done so under Brock Purdy as quarterback. Why take him out in the NFC Championship slash Super Bowl just to start Jimmy G? You know what I mean? If Brock Purdy already took you there, you got to stick with it, right? Yeah. Uh, I just – I firmly don't believe that Brock Purdy can do that. But maybe he so can. You're, you're saying he, that he'll mess something up and they'll lose wild card divisional weekend. 
Uh, indeed. Indeed. There you go. Stamp it. Put this down. Mark it. I don't care what you say, what you do. You heard it here first. Got it. Number four. Cincinnati Bengals. The third best team in the AFC. And my fourth best team in the whole entire league. Bengals are the hottest team in the league. That's for sure. And nobody probably wants to play them right now, other than maybe the Bills. Man, I can't wait for the AFC playoffs. They're running out six straight right now? I believe so. I, Owen, I can't wait for the AFC playoffs because the offenses in the AFC are just – it's it's, it's be pure fireworks. high-profile matchups. Dolphins, yeah. Chiefs, Bills, Bengals. That's like five of your top offenses in the league. I, I surely hope the, the Dolphins get in just because I want to see that offense continue to play. There I don't want to see else high powered. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to see the, the Patriots. I'm sorry, but I nobody wants to see the Patriots in the playoffs. <laughs> what about the Jets? No. Can you imagine Zach Wilson starting a playoff game? You know what? Zach Wilson didn't look terrible. On Sunday. He didn't. He didn't. Not to me. There were he a didn't look things, terrible, but. You know, still. He didn't look terrible, but they played a good Lions team. Yep. Uh, and made it interesting, too. Anyways, yeah, so Bengals, fun to watch. Um, Continue to see the streak that they go on. Number three, the Kansas City Chiefs. I mentioned it before. I said it'll reflect it in my rankings a bit. They've been a top three team, and they continue, and they will. My top three, I don't think my top three has changed since, like, week three. Probably. You have the top. You stick into your guns. I, Those are the top three. I don't see many teams beating these three teams. I just don't. Number three, Chiefs. Two, Bills. Eagles, one. I I almost want to do this 1A, 1B again with the Eagles and Bills. I'm very tempted to put the Bills at the top. Legitimately this time, not like Jeremy's top team. Um, I just... Josh Allen just, I don't know what it is about Josh Allen. I just, I've fallen head over heels for him. Have you now? I have. Really have. He He's one of the most fun players to watch in this league. And, and it's just what he does with his arm, with his legs, on a week-to-week basis, it's just, it's insane. It's insane. So, uh, quick recap. Cowboy, Vikings, my first out. Cowboys 5B, Niners 5A, Bengals 4, Chiefs 3, Bills 2, Eagles 1. So unless Owen does something crazy, we probably locked up our first two teams for the pod. I have the Cowboys at 1. Just kidding. Okay. And no, Owen, I didn't put the Packers on my list. No, you didn't. None. But I did get fun and cute and put them at 10 for me. <laughs> it's still a little high, don't you think? A hundred percent. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling the two-game victory streak here. Is, uh, yes, you are. I'm feeling it. You're, you're, you got Watson fever. hundred percent. All right. 
number five. Let's say this is number six. The bottom okay. of the list. Edging out the team. Not by much. Edging out the team that they beat 40 to 3. Not too long ago. I have the Minnesota Vikings just outside the list. Dallas Cowboys at number six. All right. Which means that Jeremy is the only one with the Vikings in his list. The eleven and three Vikings. Well, it's rough. Hey, it's rough out here. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. There's a couple ten and four teams in here that just look better. That just simply look better. But uh yes. We'll get into it. Number five. And I, it's hard to believe I'm going to say this. However, just like those other teams better right now, give me the Kansas City Chiefs and number five. All right. You cringing? Uh, I mean, I get what you're saying. I just uh, don't agree. I just don't agree. At all. Don't agree. <laughs> Sounds good. Number Three oh for the Chiefs. They win out. Buffalo gets one loss. Chiefs get the number one seed, right? They beat the Buffalo Bills earlier this year. Yes, yes. Buffalo just needs one loss. That's it. Again, there's a chance they won't be playing the Dol- the Dolphins again. But I think they got the Jets, Patriots, maybe. The Chiefs or the Bills? Who are we looking the Bill, at? The Bills. The Bills. Bills. The Buffalo fighting Bills. The Buffalo herding Bills. Buffalo circling Bills. Those wagon um, circlers. They have the Bears, Bengals, Patriots to end the season. Bengals isn't easy. The others might be. But Chicago. I, you know, Chicago is uh, making things interesting for all three. They're frisky. With Justin Fields, you never know. So I have the Chiefs at five. Give me at 3B, the Cincinnati Bengals. About to put the Bills on upset alert. Already put the Chiefs on upset alert a couple weeks ago. Nobody as hot as the Cincinnati Bengals right now, except for maybe the Lions. The Cat teams are out and about right now. Look out. They are indeed. 3A, I have the Golden Domers. The San Francisco 49ers. That defense looks special, Seth. Pains me to say it, but Aaron Donald isn't playing right now. I think Nick Bosa is my front runner for the defensive player of the year. I think he's taken over Micah Parsons when we were so sure it was Micah Parsons' award. All the way I, up I until now. I get it. 100%. I do think Nick Bosa is all of a sudden finally getting some respect as the best player on the defensive side of the ball in the league right now, and rightfully so. Dude's a monster, fast as hell, great at his job. Plus, a defense that. It's insane. They play fast. That's like having Quay Walker at all 11 positions right there. 
Now that would be nice. But that oh. is it starts at Hufunga at uh at safety. Who? Hufunga. I don't remember his name. I said it wrong a <laughs> few times and oh, I've got it mixed up. I think it's Toy Toy mm. to 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 Talanoa Hufunga. There you go. Is that it? Talanoa Talanoa Hufunga. Hufunga. I it's that's fun to say. That's for dude's sure. beast. That's a young Troy Palomalu out there, and not it's just the hair for got, it. Not just because he's got the hair for it, but he's out there flying, hitting people like it's easy. Um, and then of course you got Fred Warner. Who I was, was about to say you can't forget Fred Warner. The truly one of the special uh, linebackers in the league. And then you got that dominating line, Drake Greenlaw, pass rusher. I mean, Nick Bosa is. Dude is the juice right there. Who? Don't let him loose. Yeah, I, I, the 49ers really scare me right now, and they might be my front runner if I had to pick a Super Bowl contender today. Might be before that. 49ers. You, 49ers. you, uh, you're high enough on that offense, huh? Offense, as long as that coach is there. I think we're doing just fine. All right. Well, I gotta, get it. Gotta, I get it. I get it. You don't believe me? You gonna I, go no. against Kyle Shanahan? Yeah, I would. You a detractor? I I am. Okay, sounds good. Clean no. it up. I no, got I'm not. I, my 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 worry isn't Shanahan. My worry is, like I've said before, Purdy in a playoff atmosphere. It's very different. It's like when Jimmy G gets to the playoffs, he he like shrivels up. Does he? Which is which is why they haven't been able to get to the Super Bowl. Except for the time that he did. Well, you know, and then lost. <laughs> that is a Super Bowl participating quarterback you're talking about. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you watch your So was out. uh so was Trent Dilfer, I believe. <laughs> He's a winner. That guy's a winner. That's a Super um, Bowl winner. Okay. Yeah. Brad Johnson, too. Brock Purdy, he has the Commanders, Raiders, Cardinals to finish out the year. So not exactly the strongest playoff preparation for the young man. Um, we'll see how it goes once they again, they're probably gonna be hosting like the Giants or the Cowboys, probably Giants or the Cowboys. Cowboys, you face that'd Cowboys. be fun. That'd be fun. Oh uh, yeah, not for the Cowboys. Next game or <laughs> next team, it's uh, it's the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, it's Buffalo Bills. It's the Philly Eagles. It's that's how it's been. That's how it will be. That's how it will finish the season out. I'm sure. Just, just for old times' sake. That being said, the podcast. Lists as thus. Never wrong. Number one, the Philadelphia Eagles. Number two, the Buffalo Bills. Number three, A, San Francisco 49ers. Number three, B, the Cincinnati Bengals. Number five, the Chiefs. 
Number six, the Cowboys. Number seven, the Minnesota Vikings, which means, Seth, that I, if the podcast rankings are never wrong, that means I had it right this week. How do you feel about that? Uh, it feels wrong. I objectively was not wrong this week. Really you quickly. Huh? <laughs> wow. Objectively. Uh, really quickly, you want to help fill out the top 10 just for shits and gigs? Uh, Lions Chargers should be on this list as well. Somewhere? I, I think the Lions and Chargers deserve to be on this list. Uh, Jeremy put the Lions in his initial top. I'm assuming they would probably be one of his first out. Um, Lions have been playing, you know, they've been the hot, they've been the hottest team in football. And then Chargers, up and down as they are, you know, they beat the Titans against the very close game for the Chargers. Uh, they look like they're gonna have a, a very good shot at making playoffs. I think uh, that so Lions eight, Chargers nine. I think uh, ten has to be the Dolphins. It was a good loss. Yes, two is back. Yes. Yep. You know they'll still likely make the playoffs. I think they just need to win a couple. Um, but uh, it was a good it was a good looking offense. And that's it. That's it, eh? That is it. All right, I sent the pilot list to Jeremy. We'll see what he thinks, but it's never wrong, so can't worry it about it. It's never wrong, right, exactly. All right, Owen, you're riding solo tonight once again. You want me to try? Uh, yeah, I have I have the utmost faith in your abilities. I'll give her the old college tri-ski. Give it the old Jimmy G. You can participate at least. Hmm. All right. Question one. Two questions for you, of course. Got it. Across the board here. Marlon Mack. Yes. I'm you know Marlon Mack? Familiar with that name. Currently a Broncos running back. He scored his first touchdown this weekend with the Denver Broncos. Sure. Making him the second player. To score a touchdown, a rushing touchdown to be exact, for the Broncos and the Colts. Can you name the other player to do so? For the Broncos and the Colts. There's only been two players in NFL history that have scored a rushing touchdown for the Broncos and the Colts. Marlon Mack is one of them. I need the other. Dare I say Peyton Manning? There you say. Is that your final answer? I feel like it could be Peyton Manning. And I feel like you're correct. Yeah. I started do I fell for it too. I started thinking about running backs. And then I was like, first off, I thought Edrin James, but I just couldn't remember who I think he played for somebody else. I don't think it was the Broncos. But he would have been it. Uh, I think he he finished with the Cardinals, did he not? That's right. That is correct. Yes, good call. 
Um, but then I thought Philip Lindsay because he was he was played a game or two for the Colts this year. He did, yes, he did. Yep. But I just definitely couldn't track him to a touchdown. So hey, you almost made me outthink myself. I'm glad I thought better. Good job, Owen. That was your warm-up question. Oh, okay. Question number two. TJ Watt, who might be the best defensive player in the game right now. I, I get the, the Nick Bosa thing. Obviously, TJ Watt not up for, for defensive player of the year because of the injuries, but the right. impact he makes on a down down by down basis. He should be considered just because of how much an impact he made compared to those games he didn't play. Correct. T.J. Watt registered his 75th sack on Sunday. Isn't that wild? 75 sacks already by T.J. Watt. Yeah. I think it's year four, year five for him, something like that. Becoming the third fastest player to reach 75 sacks in NFL history. It was his 84th game. So in his 84th game, he hits number 75. Third fastest to do so. I need the two players that are ahead of him. The two players that have, that reach 75 sacks faster. Obviously, we're talking post 1982. 1982 is the first year sacks became an official stat. So post 1982. Two players. Now, let's just say, Seth, say, say I said Lawrence Taylor does his first couple years before the sacks start getting counting count? Uh, his rookie year would be the only year that did not count. Um, I don't I don't think it officially counts. All right. I won't say his name then. I, oof. God, you go a lot of ways with this. Um, let me go. Let me go. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go something like Von Miller. Let's go. Von Miller, eh? Let's, let's start with Von Miller. Let's just Von use that Miller. as a, a, a start, a launching pad. A launch point, huh? Yep. Incorrect. Damn. Incorrect, though. Von Miller is not one of the two. Maybe he had his better games in the playoffs. Uh, I think you're right. Hmm. Try again. Try again. Damn it, Seth. I'm trying to think if I should go too much farther into the 90s, thousands, or if I should stay recent. Let's go um, perhaps someone like a DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus Ware. Unfortunately, you won't be wearing that name incorrect. DeMarcus Ware is also not on this list. You're sick, Seth. Well, at least top two. Just for reference, I'll throw this. <clears throat> I'll throw this hey, out there. Please, 
So TJ Watt took him 84 games hit, 75. First two, number one, took him 65 games. So almost 20 games less. The other player took 82 games. 65, 82, 85. 84. 84, 84. for TJ. Yep. 75 sacks, 84th game. Like, is it is it an obvious one that I'm just fully um, sprinting by? Yes. Oh. Well, that's great. Cool. I, I, I would think one of them is should be a yes. For sure. Probably both, but one less obvious. Does that help you? <laughs> um, good question. Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers? No. That's obvious to you? I don't know. It's... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's not Julius Peppers. Oh, uh, I thought I was warmed up, too. Let me fire off some... All right, rapid fire some names here at you. You ready? Yep. Let's go uh, Dwight Freeney. Nope. Michael Strahan. Ooh, good name. Nope. Let's go. Um, those were my two rapid fires. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go rapid fire. Uh, two names. Man, I just... I think I'm getting too in the weeds now, and I'm overthinking. I think I'm lost. I think um, I'm lost in this one. Hold on, I'm gonna lost I'm cause. Gonna, I'm gonna do a little digging quick, and right. uh, just to see. Jared Allen. Jared Allen. That's a name pull. Incorrect. Damn it. I I want to. I'm gonna try to give you a stat to help you out, but I want to make sure. I'm not lying to you. All right. Um. Wow, okay, he's lower on the list than I thought, which is what I was afraid of. One is in the top 10 in all-time sacks. And you've already named a couple, to be honest. In that same list? Yes, top 10. I'm just looking at top 10. And one is lower than I thought. Thought he would be. But both have triple digit sacks, you know. Um both are above hundred. Yes. Oh, this one hurts me. Um are they both retired? No. Are either retired? Yes. So one active, is... one unactive. Or retired. Whatever you want to call. Both of these players have played for multiple teams. Multiple teams. Well, I said Von Miller. You did. It's still <laughs> not it's still not him though. JJ Watt. Ding ding ding. 
You're right. Did you watch? That was obvious. You're right. That's my fault. Uh, he was the less obvious one I was thinking of. So, oh, that really? Good God. He's also a lot lower on the career sack list than I thought. He's only 38th with 111.5, but he did have multiple years where he missed pretty much an entire year. Four dominant years, but then, yeah. Yeah, a lot of missed time. Uh, you know, he's almost up to double digits this year. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, he got two. I think he got two in the last game, right? He two or three, actually. He's up to nine and a half, so he's probably going to hit double digits unless he gets hurt. Uh, but yeah, anyways, so he had 82 games, so just ahead of his brother, his little brother. So he's got that over him still. Nice. TJ Watt, 84 games. JJ Watt, 82. So I'm looking for number one. 65 games only it took this player to hit 75 sacks. Good God. So, oh. yeah, he's averaging a, a, over a sack a game pretty much. Hall of Fame, I assume? Uh, that is correct. What uh, – give me I, – I need a year, I think. Uh, he played before J.J. Watt. Oh, thank you. So they didn't coincide at all. But this guy also played over three different decades. Technically played in three different decades. Okay. Um, This man. Oh. Well, okay, well, I mean, now I'm thinking the 80s. Well, where should I start? Because Lawrence again, Lawrence Taylor's rookie year was, but you would. I already said Lawrence Taylor. You would have said something had I been correct. Like, it's not Lawrence Taylor. Time. All right, all right. Let's let's clean this up. Reggie White. Correct. Thank you. Okay. You're gonna. You, you might have to edit some of that time down because I was struggling. Uh, I want people to know you struggled. The problem is. I just didn't I didn't have any sense of time from the eighties. Yeah, I know that uh, that that's the part sometimes I I, I toy with because you know, some of these general questions it's you know I, sh- I should have got both of them right away. I sh- definitely should have got JJ Watt right away because of the TJ Watt lead up hint into the question. And then I should have got Reggie White because he's like duh, you know. That 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 was sacks. yeah that was my thing is like Reggie White feels like the obvious answer or like one of the go tos just because he was up there and he was instant listen, instant difference maker for Philly. Listen, listen, Seth, I only know him as a Packer. Okay, I don't know. Uh, he was the best. This, I don't know what the this Philly goal. business was, but go Pack, go Reggie. <laughs> May he rest in peace, the Minister of Defense. Uh, my my next and last hint was gonna be he could literally take you out with one arm, so I would have figured it out. Yep. Yeah. All right. Anyways, uh, we stumped the Benson tonight. Thank you. Jeez, that hurt. That hurt my soul. Very humbling performance tonight. You know, you got the first one right away, and I thought, well, you know, maybe he'll skate through. Just wasn't enough. Not quite. 
Uh, but I'm sure we'll get Jeremy back later this week, right before Christmas. Um, and we'll we'll get a uh, another fun slate, I'm sure, as well. But until next time, enjoy the weather. We are going to get hit by another storm up here. So the end of the week will be curious. We Wisconsin is getting just pounded with snow over the last week and a half. Right in time for Christmas travel. We uh we definitely will have a white Christmas this year. Yes, we will. A lot of cars. That, well, I mean, some people will. Some other people will be in the ditch. Won't actually make it to Christmas. <laughs> um, be plenty of that to dodge. So I'm trying to trying to keep the 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 joys up on. But we yeah, are cheers. still coming. This is this is a pre-Christmas episode. We got Christmas coming early. That's right. The line is right Thursday. You betcha, baby. We'll be here. Can't in time for you. Freaking wait. But until next time, adios. Adios.